It's This Week in Bourbon, where we found that the first images from the James Webb Space Telescope show that there's plenty of Pappy Van Winkle on the shelves, but unfortunately it's 12 billion light years away. But here's your headlines for July 15th, 2022. The Heaven Hill Bourbon Experience is currently in the process of changing their special releases. Bardstown Bourbon Company releases Discovery Number 8 and Number 9, and Heaven's Door Spirits announces the inaugural release of its Decade Series. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Welcome back, everybody. It's another This Week in Bourbon. Hooray, yay, or yay. This, this Light Year in Bourbon. This Light Year in Bourbon. I'll be honest. It is, I know it's the talk of the town right now, but it is absolutely amazing to look at some of the images that have been coming off of that, that telescope and... Yeah, I know you've you've put it in perspective before about how we are all just kind of uh, peons, and we mean our lives are <laughs> yes. essentially meaningless at the end of the day when you when you think about just the vastness of it. Yeah, I've been reading about it. I I read a little bit about it yesterday when it kind of first came out, and I've just been like enamored with it. So I've been I just spent like literally thirty minutes more reading about. It. I'm like, well, what does this mean? Like, what what does all these images mean? You know, and so what? Uh, it's pretty incredible. And yeah, that my since I've woken up six nights in a row at two a.m. dreaming about uh, <laughs> bigger whiskey, whiskey gift plans. shops and, <laughs> and bigger whiskey <laughs> plans, I need to just realize that yeah, uh, 
13 and a half billion years from now, <laughs> somebody's going to be looking at our mind plosion. So <laughs> it's true. I, I guess from your research, is there something that you saw that was kind of like a, a big takeaway? Uh, I mean, yeah. So they can see, um, obviously they can see further 200 million, 200 million years further than the previous telescope. And so basically I guess what you're seeing in the photos now happened 13 and a half billion years ago. So it kind of shows that, that that happened before the big bang theory. Uh, so obviously there's things that happened before the big bang, the, you know, cause a lot of people thought the big bang was like kind of, you know, the big everything. And also too, that, um, they were able to see this planet an exoplanet and something's blocking part chemical compounds in the atmosphere, blocking the light compounds. And they're able to detect that H2O is one of those compounds. And so to have H2O, you have to have life. So obviously there's possibility of life from this exoplanet that's outside of our galaxy. So, uh, not to say that there is, but with H2O, there's a possibility of it. So they're going to keep researching, seeing, and it's, it's wild that all this stuff has been revealed, you know, millions of light years ago, but it, you're just seeing it now because that's how long it took to get here. Oh, that's, that's deep. You really went down the rabbit hole. I kind of went in the other direction because I was more enamored with like the science and the engineering behind it, knowing that this is a $10 billion project and <laughs> yeah. that this camera and this, this thing took 30 years to create. And it's around and ten billion dollars, right, or something? Yeah, ten ten billion. That's with a with a B right there. But it's also a hundred. I think they said a hundred miles into the atmosphere. Or oh no, sorry, was it a million? Something like that. I, I now I found now I feel sheepish. It's either a hundred or a million. I know it's a big difference. I'm pretty sure it was a million miles into the sky. Is is how is where this thing sits, and it's taking thousands of pictures and sort of stitching stitching them together and that's what you're you're getting is this end result and they started talking about how the curvature of the lights are kind of like wrapping around um, all these other things and I, I I was just blown away with it I think it's I think the it, the cool part about it is I everybody can kind of wrap around and look at this as a a huge monumental achievement for science exploration and just the human nature and project of like what we've been able to yeah, see. Ingenuity. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just cool from, from that perspective. Yeah. And I'll probably get schooled on like my interpretation of it was completely incorrect, but I think that's, <laughs> uh, I think that's what I pulled out of it. But yeah, it's just fascinating that, I mean, hell, I can't even, you know, we're barely starting a bourbon company. They can't, and they can see shit 13 and a half billion years Genius. away i mean their people are smart it's amazing how genius of humans some humans and how they can think you know and just you know not in normal terms like of us you know think of just like how am i gonna get my kids to school and how am i gonna get groceries or how am i gonna do the you know just simple task and that well they think about can, that stuff too but let's not get no no i know <laughs> sure but it's They're still human fast. It's just fascinating that you can create technology like that. And and then I'm like, well, is this just like a fancy art drawing? You know, that somebody's putting together. So you're like, Bunch of abstract art. They got us. Yeah. Is this just freaking back to NFTs or something? <laughs> it's a Banksy. We didn't know about it's it. It's like Gary V's in charge of the web. <laughs> <They> just. <laughs>
All right. Well, until somebody from NASA wants to chime in and tell us we did something right or wrong, let's go ahead and sure start with the just... bourbon news here. We all know that, well, I don't know. Everybody says we're we're in a bourbon shortage. We're in a bourbon shortage. If you go to the liquor stores, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm telling you, like, there's not a bourbon shortage. There's just a quote unquote, maybe shortage of the stuff that either you're trying to get uh, that or limited releases or anything like that. But you go to the liquor store, it's not like all of a sudden the shelves are just sparse, like you can't find anything. But however, major players in the liquor industry say that there is a global shortage of bourbon and it's led to a lack of cheap RTDs in New Zealand. So the Spirits of New Zealand Chief Executive Robert Brewer said that the shortage of bourbon had been caused by a combination of COVID-19 related shipping issues and the increase in popularity of spirits throughout the world. The shortage had mainly affected the spirit or sorry, the supply of bourbon-based RTDs manufactured in New Zealand because wholesale manufacturer was where the supply shortage was most keenly felt. Bottled bourbon remained available because American producers had their own supply lines to Australia and New Zealand, he said. But bourbon-based RTDs, which made up last year around 38% of the organization's member sales, has not been on shop shelves. So there's a shortage of RTDs in New Zealand. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what it comes down to. There's plenty. Okay. <laughs> they said there's there's bottled bourbon on the shelves, but I guess they don't want to just go pick up the bottle. They, they want it in a can. <laughs> so whatever. That's New Zealand for you. Yeah, they don't want... Yeah, they can't... Th- is there a short shortage of two liters and you know like colas <laughs> coke? And, yeah I, I don't know that's a that's a they love one. jack and coke right or yeah they coke yeah i mean uh australia new zealand i mean they're pretty much right next to each other yeah they are big into the 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 jack and coke and uh whatever and cola type rtds and i know that you can get them out of like vending machines around there and stuff like that too oh that's cool yeah there's a lot of things in vending machines you can get in Tokyo too, but we're not going to talk about that. Well, there's plenty of one to two year old whiskey that would go great. And those RTDs here. So, <laughs> and I think there'll be people that are willing to sell it for you as well. Yeah. I heard it. I heard the other day, ironically that like somebody was con- one of the big boys was contract distilling for one of the others. I can't say the names because like RTDs have been so popular worldwide that they don't have enough one to two year old product to satisfy it hmm. well let's uh let's see if we're gonna keep that train of it's gonna be lower age pro- i mean it makes sense that lower age product would go into rtds i know we're we, we say it all the time and we show it on our instagram pages all the time that we're big fans of sagamore and they have the only age dated rtd out there Four year age dated <laughs> rtd yeah but i have seen some of their new rtd releases and there's not an age on there anymore so uh, right uh, they, they might have gotten smart not to put their their high dollar whiskey into RTDs. Yeah, they did early before, before it got too big. You know? <laughs> yeah. Smart move, smart move. So we had talked about this probably, it had to have been a, a few months ago. And this was uh, about this place called the Whiskey and Wealth Club. And they do some you know non-traditional investments, if you will. And they're the state of Texas actually sent a season desist to them. But there was a new ruling that came out, and this is what it was. So a securities board in the United States has suffered a pretrial defeat by the London and Dublin-based Whiskey and Wealth Club after the securities commissioner in Texas dismissed the season desist order against the cask wholesaler. The landmark dismissal and retraction of allegations made by the Texas State Securities Board in an emergency order and media release back on November 2nd, 2021, has now been completely withdrawn. 
The Securities Board asserted that the Whiskey and Wealth Club had violated the United States security statutes and specifically that investments tied to pallets of whiskey are securities. The ruling now confirms that the Whiskey and Wealth Club does not engage in securities investment on trading under U.S. law, meaning that it is like buying collectibles such as art, a watch, or even a car. Before any evidence was presented, the board accused the company of engaging in fraud in connection with the offer of sale of securities, which threatened to do the public irreparable harm. However, statements of that have now been totally retracted. Commenting on the dismissal, Whiskey and Wealth Club co-founder Mr. Jay Bradley said the decision now paves the way for a highly regulated business model to flourish in the United States, where sales of Irish whiskey, the fastest growing premium spirit in the world, are forecast to overtake scotch by 2030. Huh. All right. Well, I guess that's good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that everybody Especially wants. in Texas, you know. No, I mean, everybody's looking to put their money in something. I know that we've, you've talked about it before, is that especially millennials, you know, you're not putting into traditional IRAs and stocks and bonds, but instead you want to put it into other things, maybe tangible assets. And we've talked about whiskey being an investment for quite a long time, especially on this podcast, being able to say people are buying very, you know, you're buying all the Van Winkles, you're buying the B-Tax, you're buying everything that you can that's a high dollar and you're sitting on it because you know that the value has been going up and up and up over the past few years. And it is a non-traditional investment. And now that you can not only just do bottles, but you can get into directly just doing casks of whiskey as well. That is something that is very much that people do now. You can go and you can be an investor and putting down new fill barrels and waiting on for four years and then reselling them. That's just part of the nature of what this is. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, hell, all our money's in it, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we can't. We plan to turn that into bottles. We're not just flipping the barrels, right. even though we've we've said time and time again that uh, it might be easier just to flip these barrels and not get into the whole doing the bottling thing. But we're, we'll stick it out. Yeah, it's no. I mean, I'd rather have my money in something tangible because the market is so like crazy. The stock market is is so manipulated by so many things outside your control and things you can't even comprehend, understand, or predict. And I mean that's like that with any investment. But if you're in the whiskey and under, if you're into whiskey and kind of understand like the market and the demands and what's what things are going on, then yeah, that I'd, I'd much rather. I feel much safer here than the volatility of the stock market. Very true. Very true. So there's, uh, I think this is probably the, the third time that this has happened now, but Heaven Hill put out a post on their Facebook page that uh, says the Heaven Hill bourbon experience is currently in the process of changing their special release protocols. So before they were advertising it and putting on their special, uh, putting it on there the, the day before the release and saying, hey, we're going to have old Fitzgerald bottled and bond 17 year tomorrow. We'll see you in the morning. However, they're changing this and saying that there will be no advertised releases until further notice. We hope you understand and bear with us during this time of change. We are working to serve all customers better. Please continue to follow us on Facebook for further updates. And thank you to our loyal customers. And we invite you to visit, oh, sorry, loyal consumers. And we invite you to visit us when you're in town. I mean, we can't be too surprised. No, I'm surprised that they announced them for this long <laughs> i would <laughs> True. I mean, why the hell bring that on you you know i, I mean i don't i don't know what the best way is it best to know like i can okay. tell you exactly what the best way is well enlighten me then well i mean i've honestly i feel the best way you should be able to do this is if people are coming to the visitor center they're likely there because they're in town they want to have some sort of new experience so 
why not just surprise people maybe at the end of tours and be like, hey, we got this over here if you're interested in purchasing yeah. it. I mean, that's that's one way to do it because they're there, they're paying for the tour. They're just not, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm sure people in Barstown love to be able to drink bourbon too, but for the most, for the longest time, that's been the issue is that there would be swarms of locals that would go and just like wait in line. They'd bring, you know, their mama and their papa and uh, their dog and their cat and they'd all wait in line together. But <laughs> then they implemented the ID checking system where you're everything, your credit card was linked to your driver's license and your driver's license would be scanned whenever you checked out and you could only make one purchase a month. But I guess even that's not working. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could do that. I think that's probably a good idea, but then it's like the first person that goes on tour that gets, you know, the opportunity <laughs> to buy an old fits, they're going to immediately blast out. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. coming to heaven Hill. And then next thing you know, they're like, their tour, you know, their tours are overwhelmed. And then you're only, I don't know, you're only the people that have reservations get to buy them. And then, then they ought to have leverage, not knowing they were going into it, have leverage. I don't know. It's, there's no good, like, maybe I'm overthinking it. <laughs> or you just do like, remember what Will used to do all the time? You just have random drops, but the same exact yeah. thing happens. They, you know, the, the bat signal goes in the air and then all of a sudden all the, <laughs> the hordes of people start swarming the- in. The vultures just circle <laughs> over the distillery. Pretty much that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. So uh, do you remember a few months ago, we talked about the Virginia ABC, speaking of changing processes, because they were going to change their process on how they were going to do drops because somehow people were getting tipped off on liquor stores. Yeah, they were just going to randomly release it without announcing a few, like a few cases here, a few cases there, wherever. Yeah, well... They have this isn't any news about any kind of changes to the drops, but however, VirginiaMercury.com reports that there is one commenter on the agency's public Facebook page that suggested that someone had been trying to sell intel to bourbon buyers on where the best bottles would be. And he quoted saying that I had someone tell me that they have a backdoor into the Virginia ABC computer system, and when they had the stag release, they knew exactly how many bottles were going to be at what stores. And another commenter wrote and adding a shrug emoji. Somewhat true, but maybe not entirely, as another commenter replied, another insider info. However, the conspiracy theories apparently weren't wrong. So an ABC investigation led to four felony indictments against two men who were arrested last month and charged with computer trespassing and embezzling ABC's inventory list. One of the men charged is Edgar Smith Garcia. He's 28 of Manassas. He was an ABC employee who was allegedly passing along info to internal agent, sorry, passing along internal agency information. And his accused co-conspirator, Robert William Adams, of 45 of Chesapeake, was allegedly selling that information to buyers he contacted through online bourbon hunting groups. And this is according to David Stock, an assistant in the Hendrico County Prosecutor that's handling the case. Stock also serves as a special counsel to the grand jury, and the court records show that Adams and Garcia were both released on bond after arrest. Attorneys for the two men did not respond for requests for comment. Damn. That's juicy. Yeah, that's deep, isn't it? I wish it... I kind of wish it went on for a little bit, so it'd be like a bigger deal. But that since they caught him like pretty early on, but um, that sounds like some, yeah, like that's a way better story than the Pappy Heist guy. <laughs> you think? I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> if it only been better because this is <laughs> well, I, I mean, you understand the technology, so you probably know well. I guess since they're inside our employees, it really wasn't technology. Exactly, it was just... it's, not, it's not like it's a hack or anything. I mean, yeah. It's, 
probably a guy that went to the end uh, the online portal clicked file export and <laughs> took the PDF and handed yeah. it to somebody. So it's not, yeah, this isn't something where, uh, export you know, you, to CSV. Yeah. You got, you know, sub zero cool over here. That's like, you know, taking down the, the, the firewall, like backdooring into a port and taking over the mainframe. Like that's not happening here. It's, it's probably about as, as simple as it is of just looking at a file and maybe even just taking a screenshot and, and handing it over. But that's what the thing is that anybody that, has ever been in IT or even IT security knows that there's a digital fingerprint on everything. So whether you open something, whether you send something, it can always be traced back to you and through an IP. And there's, of course, there's VPNs and stuff like that that protect you over the internet, but nothing that does it inside of, say, like a corporate firewall. So there is definitely something to be said about making sure that you don't do stuff like that. Uh, if he was smart, if he didn't have like a company, I'm not going to say like what he should have done. I'm not even going to give good information out there because I don't want people like, <laughs> like be like, oh, this is what this is what Bird Pursuit told me to do, how to get away with this. Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of scraper or something you could do to pull the information or whatever. I, honestly, I don't know. The, uh, the easiest thing, because if it's on your screen and you own a phone, just take a picture of your screen and then yeah. send it to somebody like then then you have no I mean, unless your phone is also owned by your corporation that goes through all that like I, so i gave you i gave you the tip on how to get away with get away with this but get away with fraud yeah uh, <laughs> that's crazy do it, it's though. felonies though that's wild yeah it is that's i mean it's hate, is it is it I technically mean, like uh, government secrets i guess mm-hmm. i don't know I mean, it was a bonehead move, but I mean, that would suck if they go to prison, you know, for it. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it is tough. Like the guy's 28 years old and that's, this is going to be a big life lesson for him. And he's, he's going to be kind of screwed. I mean, that's, it's tough. Um, I, I know that in our late twenties and probably even earlier twenties, we made a lot of bonehead moves. And so it's a, it's a tough life lesson to learn. Hopefully he learns. Don't do it again. Mm hmm. For sure. But with that, let's take a quick break and we're back with some bourbon release news. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. 
Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. All right, we're back, everybody. We got some. We got a lot of good topics. A lot of good things are being released lately. Or maybe the PR people were just on their ball this week because uh, there's some. There's some They're juicy all fresh ones. off the holiday Fourth of July holiday. Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah. They like, yeah, nobody's gonna pay attention before this, we gotta, so we gotta get them afterward. Yeah, it's like for two weeks. It's like the week before Fourth of July and the week after, and because it was on a Monday, like everybody did their vacations. So like world economic output just dropped for well not world but in the u.s it did anyways it <laughs> seemed like you know actually as speaking of fourth of july my wife read a pretty funny meme to me the other day and she was like i really hate my neighbors that keep celebrating the 7th of july <laughs> yep because the people, fireworks on discount <laughs> well, people keep shooting off fireworks and you're just like come on that's enough yeah they, they're like half price on july 5th so. <laughs> go buy them up it's like wrapping paper on day after christmas i mean you remember i used to be like the king of halloween i used to anybody that doesn't know before i got into bourbon i was like halloween was my thing i considered myself a halloween engineer and i would make halloween props for six months and we had our whole street the whole neighborhood was like the halloween street of louisville it's called hillcrest avenue you can go and google it and that's exactly what i would do the day after halloween is i would actually go and buy candy for the following year and that's because on average, we had around 2,000 trick-or-treaters every single year. Jeez. And so, yeah, you're not going to go the, you know, a week beforehand and be like, oh, let me go get, you know, some Snickers bars. Heck no. You get dum-dums and you get the hard candy that you know it's going to last for over oh, a year. Cheapskate. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, even for 2,000 pieces, you're still spending a couple hundred did bucks. You know a, did you know it's a drop in people showing up after the first year when they got dum-dums and smarties oh like, no not coming to this place no dude it's a it's an assembly line all you do is you're just constantly just moving your hand in the bucket out of the bucket in the bucket out of the bucket and there's just kids just kind of filing all the way through and you mm -hmm. do that for four hours five hours straight i mean it was yeah i have to move immediately <laughs> i enjoyed it it was a it was a really cool time in my life and uh you can you can actually go on YouTube and you can look up Haunted Hillcrest Torture Chamber. And that was my yard. I, I had everything timed to lights and music and had a pneumatic air compressor that used to have a skeleton jump out you and a stretching rack and all this stuff. Top 10 Halloween decorations by Kenny Coleman. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I used to love it. I, I always tell my life, Lauren, I said, if if for some chance, you know, we get tired and we want to move, I, I will be happy to just buy another house back on Hillcrest and... Uh, we'll rent it out. All I want to do is just have the house for one month out of the year. And that'll be my kind of like breakaway of stuff. But let's get back to bourbon. That's enough Halloween yeah. talk there. So copper. I don't even know why we got to, oh, the 4th of July holiday. All right, <laughs> yeah. back to bourbon. <laughs> you know, let's talk about Easter while we're at it. No. Yeah. So sure copper, there's bourbon coming out. <laughs> <laughs> there is. It's the smoke wagon Easter release. Got to find the yeah. hidden egg. <laughs> So, which, by the way, I guess he did have a 4th of July <laughs> release, didn't he? But we never really found yeah. out about it. But he did. I he never has, and he has Halloween, too. It's like, yep. All right. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if there's a pastel smoke wagon. We'll put our money on it. All right, yeah. keep going here. So, Copper and Kings, they have launched a new tour that will give distillery guests a first taste at something never before we tasted from the brand, which is a bourbon. 
throughout the summer, everybody knows around here, Copper and Kings, it's the brandy distillery here in Louisville. So throughout the summer months, the distillery guests will have a first sip at the newest innovation from the brand built on doing things differently. So Copper and Kings bourbon will be available exclusively at Copper and Kings Distillery through a bottle your own tour and the barrel to bottle experience. Tour guests are now able to see what it's like to pick their own Copper and King single barrel, dive into the science and the art of barrel aging, and taste the diverse flavor profiles of unique barrel finishes and unique barrels. The initial Copper and King's bourbon features sourced bourbon, aged between five and six years, and finished for 13 months in Copper and King's American brandy barrels. In total, the first release will include 14 single barrels, finished in either apple or grape brandy barrels. Following the tasting, guests can fill their own selection straight from the barrel, and each bottle is hand-signed and dated by head distiller Brandon O'Daniel. The barrel-to-bottle experience is a $35 plus, sorry, $35 tour, plus the $65 for the hand-filled bottle selection. Yeah, a lot of people are doing these uh, do-your-own-bottle-pour or whatever. People like it. I think I like the idea, too. Um, Copper and King's Brandy, I, there's like some I really love. Um, gosh, I remember we had one at 21C. That was like incredible. Is it the Phoenix it like, release? I know there was one. Yeah, something. It was really, they, I mean, I'm a big fan of Copper and King's Brandy. Yeah, they had that collaboration too with Bardstown. Like it was one of Bardstown's like first releases. It was in like a big square bottle. That's right. That stuff it was. was amazing. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if this is Bardstown juice. It's BBC that's juice. questionable. It could be. They were Constellation, you know, with Copper and Kings. Yeah. Um. So you're right. You're you're connecting the dots already. Yep. But I I've been wanting for a very long time to pick a brandy barrel from Copper and Kings for. Our, our community. So we'll, I'll probably get back on that and see if we can't make it happen because it's just one of those things. Like if you like whiskey, you like bourbon and odds are you probably like cognac and that means you're going to like brandy. So it's just one of those things that it's not going to be an everyday, like go to, I've got to drink this, but it's a good change it from time to time. And I mean, yep. just another opportunity to go and select something cool. So consider the me on the, on the ball to make that happen soon. Yeah, as you were talking about Bardstown Bourbon Company, well, they're continuing to showcase the best in American whiskey, blending with their upcoming releases of Discovery Number no. 8 and Number no. 9. The Discovery series was designed to showcase the art of blending with an emphasis on old and rare whiskeys sourced from a variety of origins. The latest release in the series, Discovery Number no. 8, features a unique blend of Kentucky bourbons, two Indiana ryes, and an aged Canadian whiskey. It represents the most rye-forward expression of any Discovery release to date and takes innovation a step further by maturing the final batch with a custom selection of oak staves. Each oak stave was selected for its unique flavor, ranging from French toast to Rioja barrels. Discovery number no. 8 is presented at 114.1 proof and offered at an SRP of $140. It will be available at the distillery and distributed in 20 markets across the country beginning on July 13th. And Discovery Series number no. 9 takes the spirit of discovery further by uncovering rare barrels of craft, uh, sorry, crafted from Georgia bourbon with a unique, elegant flavor. The blend is structured around this distinctive profile, adding classic Kentucky bourbon, a 17-year Tennessee whiskey, and a touch of sweetness from Canadian whiskey. It's a combination of tradition and forward thinking, large scale and craft. Discovery number no. nine release is slated for a September release, both at the distillery and at retail, and that will be presented at 112.5 proof and offered at an SRP as well at $140. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, I've had both of these. And on, <laughs> um, happened to be hanging around Bardstown and all of a sudden they're like, come on, Cecil, let's see what's in the back room over here. 
Yeah, well, Dan and I have kind of been hanging out and tossing ideas, blending, and may have a blending project coming up soon. But uh, anyways, on Discovery 9, 8's a fantastic home run. 9 was fun because they had, so they had a blend with that Georgia component, and then they had one without it. And Dan didn't tell me this before, and he said, hey, we're down to these two final blends, you know, can you pick one? And so uh, blindly picked one, and he was like, that's what everybody's picking, but they're nervous about it because it has Georgia bourbon in it. And I was like, he's like, what should we do? And I was like, well, it tastes better, so bottle it. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) It's, you know, it's really good. It's awesome. So, um, Well, I like the fact that maybe you can take the credit that Discovery yeah, number I, nine has well, the ceaseful no. yeah. stamp of approval on it. it. It's not me. He said everyone was picking it, but they were nerve. You know, obviously they want, you know, every Kentucky and the traditional people players in there. But the the Georgia bourbon was fantastic, and I, I'm excited for people to get to try it. There we go. Well, find out some more Georgia bourbon. I guess they've got they're pulling stuff from all over the place. I wonder where the the Georgia bourbon's coming from. It's an interesting, yeah, they interesting angle. Well, I'm it was I'm a, not surprised. It was in a, it was in a. You're you're a big blabber mouth. I wouldn't tell you anything either. That's smart. They put it in a no label bottle. That can <laughs> just clear glass. <laughs> it was like we're not even telling you this discovery number nine. We're just telling you we're working on something over here. Exactly. Yeah. So barrel bourbon. They're releasing batch thirty three, and this is a marriage of high rye barrels and high corn barrels, ranging in age from five to nine years old. The high rye barrels were chosen for their distinct stone fruit, black pepper, and nutmeg notes. And the high corn barrels were chosen for their rich butterscotch, coffee, and citrus notes. Two sets of barrels mingled together for two months. Then the balance was adjusted for the most optimal combination. It's distilled and aged in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Indiana. It's a selection of five, six, seven, and nine-year-old barrels. It's bottled at 116.6 proof and has an SRP of $90. Mm, yeah. Yep. Some nice ages on there. Yeah, I'd say so too. Yeah, they're always... They always come away with something good. Um, yeah. So five, six, seven, and nine. Only this number eight right there. Kind of kind of missed the royal flush. Or just a flush. How about a flush? Just straight, you mean, right? Uh, straight. Dang it. <laughs> Man, people were getting on me last week because they're like, Kenny, you haven't watched Star Wars. You don't know pro football. And now apparently you don't know how to play poker either. So <laughs> <laughs> keep turning the man card. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, Keep trying, Kenny. You'll be you'll get it. You'll God, find something man. you're good at one day. I know. <laughs> man alive. Well, hopefully one day I'll redeem myself. And I'll I'll be able to show what a kind of a man I am, but uh, at this point I'm just I don't I don't carry a pocket knife. I I, I like to shower every day. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> have you tried the Slay's barrel batch? Yeah. I have not. I have not. Gotcha. They they're I didn't pretty know if good. They sent samples yet. Yeah, they're pretty good about sending a sample and, and letting us try it. So um you will probably see a picture on Instagram or something like that. So go I'm sure it's it. good. Mm-hmm. They always are. So Bob Dylan, he's expanding his portfolio of award winning American whiskeys. And so Heaven's Door Spirits, they are announcing the inaugural release of its decade series. So the decade series is a limited collection of super premium American whiskeys, each ten years of age or older. So the first release in the series is a high-rye, 10-year-old straight bourbon whiskey. The Decade Series collection began over 10 years ago when the founders of Heaven's Door hand-selected barrels from small producers across the country. And now, those barrels are ready to be shared. The inaugural release in the Decade Series lineup is a high-rye, 10-year-old straight bourbon whiskey bottled at 100 proof. This release is neither chill-filtered nor charcoal-mellowed. The limited edition Decade Series release number one 
has a suggested retail price of $100. It is now available at reservebar.com and select retailers nationwide. It should be light years instead of decades now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the web got got to them first. It, yeah, it, you know, this was this was. Uh, I got a real. I don't know. It's it's a problem I have. I look at this and I'm like, where'd they get that whiskey? And I, I see this. <laughs> Where's that ten like, year old high rye bourbon? Well, exactly. It's a ten year old high rye bourbon, but it says it's not charcoal mellowed. So, well, does it say Kentucky, Tennessee, or no? It it doesn't say anything. Um, but. It just says straight. So that means uh, Kentucky, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it it could be. I don't know. I've heard. I've heard other rumors. You remember when we were getting some of the other barrels way back in the day from Tennessee? That oh, these ones weren't charcoal mellowed, and you're like, how yeah, do you the know? ones that contract were supposedly not charcoal yeah. mellowed, and the ones that who knows? Yeah, it's it's all a it's crap. Who knows? At the end of the day, it's you go go on blind faith, and that's just that's how the market works. There you go. There's some more insider information that you may or may not care about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so uh, this is a, a pretty, I, I don't, I, this is one of my favorite expressions that's coming out of Woodford Reserve every year. And they are announcing their li- annual limited edition high proof expression, Woodford Reserve batch proof. And this year it's at 118.4 proof. And this expression is part of their annual Master's Collection series, which celebrates Master Distiller Chris Morris and Assistant Master Distiller Elizabeth McCall and their commitment to craftsmanship. Batch Proof is a celebration of Woodford Reserve's proprietary process of blending barrels into a batch and then bottling the whiskey at its actual proof, straight from the barrel. Batch Proof is crafted using the same grain bill and process as Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Batch Proof, however, takes Woodford Reserve's trademark flavor range of sweet vanilla and toasted oak to a whole new level, offering consumers the privilege of tasting Woodford Reserve in its purest form, and not that standard 90.4, which Woodford Reserve is known for. <laughs> I, I added my own little, little tang I was like, there. But... I was like, dang, they put that in there? <laughs> I added my own little, little stick there. But this limited edition collection is available at select U.S. and global markets, has a suggested retail price of $130, and it's available today at the Woodford Reserve Distillery. Yeah, these the la, the last one I had was fantastic. I think. Then we do whiskey quickie on one. Yeah, I mean, I, I always it, enjoy them. I, I that's what it's the thing is like. Uh, you know, Woodford isn't necessarily the one that moves the needle for a lot of us whiskey geeks. So I'm glad that they came with the batch proof. And it, Woodford is just a it's an iconic label, and it's one of it's such a a very well done, clean, elegant type of product. That's why they sell it sells so well, and it's at a very good price point. But it's nothing that a lot of whiskey geeks are like. Oh, I need to go and restock my my regular Woodford bottle. But this is a bottle that will get a, a whiskey geek kind of moving. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And they had that one. It was like seventeen to Woodford seventeen. What was that? Uh, I I remember that one, and it was kind of. I remember it had some controversy because the 17 didn't actually mean 17, 17 years old. Yeah. It right. was something else. Um, but I remember that being pretty good too, if I recall. Yeah, I know. Keep doing these little crazies, Woodsford. <laughs> crazies. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll keep changing my tone and my uh, the way I read your press releases. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not that standard 90.4. Yeah. We don't want it in a derby bottle. <laughs> But, but batch proof. But, but keep making those derby bottles because I like I like going to the derby and, and hanging out with you. Yeah. There. So no, I know they're cool. <laughs> All right. So our last one for the night, and that is the second Booker's Bourbon batch of 2022, is here. 
and this is known as the Lumberyard Batch. So this batch is named in honor of the Lumberyard that Booker No worked at during his pre-distillery years. While on his journey to become a distiller, it wasn't exactly a straight path, and it led him to his true passion. After a short stint at the University of Kentucky, Booker hitchhiked across America in hopes of joining the Air Force. After being accepted, the local police called his mom to verify his information. And when Booker's mom found out where he was, she convinced him to come home and work at the local lumberyard with Jeremiah Beam, also known as Uncle Jer. Or Jer, Jer, it's, it's Jeremiah, but maybe just say Uncle Jer, Jer, I don't know. It's J-E-R-E. Well, how would you say that? Uh, Jer Bear, I don't know. Jer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old Jer Bear. So Booker was strong, over six feet tall, and never backed away from physical labor of any kind, so he was a natural for the job. Booker gave 110% during his time at the lumberyard, which eventually landed him his first role working at the distillery. From then on, the rest was history. Since that first day, Booker held just about every job at the distillery and worked his way up to being a master distiller. Booker's esteemed distilling career wasn't given to him, he earned it. His experience at the lumberyard shaped his solid work ethic and curiosity that he is known for. This particular batch is seven years, one month, and seven days old. It's bottled at 124.8 proof and has an SRP of $90. I really hope somebody romanticizes my my uh, <laughs> path to bourbon one day. Like Ryan, really, you know, showed, showed his biggest effort weed eating around Heaven Hill warehouses. I was, that's, that's exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to go with. People are going to come yeah. back. They're going to listen to the show and be like, "Ah, oh, we need to go back and figure out, you know." Uh, 30 years ago what, what was what was ryan doing what was good stories ah yes this is this is called the 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 still batch. weed eater batch <laughs> s-t-i-h-l it's the still batch you know like whatever whatever kind of uh good weed eater there is nowadays but you're like yeah it's uh that's what he used to do he used to have shaky hands and he used to talk about the good breeze that would come from the oh yeah the those windows. bottom floors yeah. I, can, <laughs> I can see it now but no, these Booker batches are cool. The The last one was cool for, for uh, Ronnie Land. That was my friend's dad. Uh, but yeah, I like the stories behind these, even though they might be a little over-romanticized about 110% at the lumber yard. But he's probably like, get me the hell out of here. I don't want to get the lumber. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this job sucks. I mean, everybody's yeah. had a job that sucks. And uh, this might have been the one for him, but we'll never know. That's all right. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this week in bourbon. A lot of good bourbon news as usual. And we'll be back again next week with more bourbon news. That's what we do because it's this week in bourbon. Keeps coming. Yep. Toodles. See you later. <laughs>